Hey guys, welcome to Tomcat Talk. In today's episode, I talk with BMX rider and musician extraordinaire, Adam Banton. Adam reached out to me a few years ago to buy a guitar pedal, and naturally I freaked out because he's one of my favorite BMX riders of all time. And it turns out we have some stuff in common. So, if you want to hear us talk about BMX trends, nutrition, and growing your own hemp, stay tuned. You're Adam Banton, the, the famous Adam Banton. <laughs> Professional bicycler, because you you don't just ride BMX, right? Uh, I, no, uh, that is correct. I, I ride more than just BMX. Okay, uh, mountain and, bikes. Um, mountain bikes. You're too. also you're also a musician. Yep. Yep. And those are two probably of my favorite things in the world: is bicycles and music stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm a. Which obviously brought us together, you know, yeah. like, which is pretty cool because there aren't many, it'll go through waves through the years for me, but there aren't many of us out there, I feel like. So I'm always like geek out and like get, definitely get drawn to people, you know, no matter where they are, other countries or whatever, like that, um, have the same two strong interests. So it's pretty yeah. cool when you connect with people like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I never thought that I would meet you through guitar pedal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I, I was I was on a man, I was on such a deep search of trying to find a fuzz pedal and uh I guess technically I was after germanium yeah. resistor like i kind of like lost interest in it because I, I i got like i don't know it's a long story that we don't have to go into but yeah through basically through pedals. You, were, you were looking for some mojo i guess is what you would say it's looking through some mojo had a good experience with um i think i don't know if it was a i think it was like the uh silicone resistor transistor one but it was like a was a red is there a red witch out there yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They so I had a good cool experience. Stuff. I had a good experience with that in France that my buddy had um, on the the last record that um, I did. And he uh, was a huge, huge part of it. And um, it was his pedal, and we used that. And then after, and I got into pedals pretty, pretty late. Like, it wasn't until, like, five years ago where I stepped into the pedal world and right, stuff. You you're playing mostly like acoustic and stuff. Yeah, through some stuff. Yeah, yeah a lot of acoustic stuff. Um, and um, you know, I would plug in, but I wasn't. Uh, what was it? I was just playing clean through through amps and stuff. You know, uh, yeah. through through Looper and stuff. And um, I don't even think I had like even a delay pedal or anything until like five years ago really yeah and, that's pretty uh, cool because yeah. it kind of like opens up a new sort of world of the world that you're already in oh my gosh like so much yeah 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 that's pretty that's pretty cool so i i mean there's a cool picture of you with riding with i think you have a strat on your back yeah Blue. have yep. you played much electric um, yeah, I've always, I've, I've always played electric actually that, um, 
photo. I know what you're talking about. It was it was a leftover photo through this um, unique experience that I had with Fender guitars for a good amount of years. And but that um, it was a leftover photo from photo shoot. But that uh, Strat actually uh, my parents bought me um, when I was uh, 21. They bought it used from uh, a family friend. Oh, and, cool! And um, it's funny that I ended up like bringing that to a Fender photo shoot. That you know, <laughs> so. Uh, but I've, I'd always played Fenders, really. You know, um, okay. My, my like for having like a first real guitar. You know, like I had like I don't even know my my first guitar was like a guitar that somebody gave my dad at work, and he asked if if I wanted a free guitar. And it yeah, was that, electric. So. That's how I got my uh, my first drum set was my dad had a friend at work who had like an old kit from when he was youthful. And yeah. uh, and he just gave it to me. Yeah. Yeah, that could have but been vintage. It was. Yeah. It, like looking stuff. back on it, it was it was like a really old Ludwig kit. It was really nice from like the the early 60s. Oh, sick. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, really appreciate that at the time because I was like, sure. 14 and yeah. i just like <laughs> totally destroyed and beat the shit out of it but looking back on it i wish i still had that drum set yeah yeah i'm glad i don't have my first guitar really it's, <laughs> i mean it'd be cool to have but it sucked so bad like yeah it, it's, the, it's more action. just like it's become just it a tchotchke ridiculous. now yeah 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 so um but yeah so i've, I've always had actually you know electric guitars and um i think i got an acoustic probably a couple years after i started playing okay so um and ironically that was a fender acoustic as well i think my parents it was a christmas present so i kind of guided them you know yeah. like what guitar I wanted or whatever, but it was still, still kind of a surprise. So, um, and, uh, that guitar got stolen. I learned the hard way to not check a guitar when you fly. Oh, okay. So, uh, American airlines employee, uh, or TSA, somebody decided they wanted that guitar. Oh, I got man. the case, I got the case and it showed up empty. So no way. So, so you're at like yeah. the baggage claim, the, no, it was the case comes along and it's just empty. My my luggage got lost. Okay. And it shows up like two days later after I go through you know the claim thing of everything. Yeah. After I landed and stuff and realized my bags weren't coming out and um, they delivered it at my address two days later with my bags and stuff and a guitar case and I lifted it up and it was like extremely light and oh, i was no. just like i was like no oh man and it, it was empty but you know damn that so, sucks because yeah. you kind of had like a glimmer of hope that it was back but <clears throat> yeah it was empty yeah i mean what was i thinking checking a guitar like i live like clueless you know like <laughs> this was i mean this was geez this was like this was a while ago so I get it again, though. 
but that one came out good. That was my that was a Jaguar I checked. Oh, okay. Stupid, so That's... stupid of me. <laughs> like so dumb. Hard, like nice hard case. Yeah. Reissue, but like still like still like you know all all time one of my favorite guitars and uh checked it and realized after that trip i'm like oh my gosh i like started to realize like you don't check you know instruments really yeah that you care care about yeah i was gonna ask you did you do much traveling because i know you did uh a lot of props stuff right yeah the road fools yep um did you travel with with music too or just mostly bmx or both um, I mean, through, it was mostly just BMX. Um, and I had like the, the main thing, I think where like a lot of the exposure stuff got documented and filmed. And I, yesterday I was on the phone, my buddy, Steve, uh, he was in, he, he owns a shoe company called SCG who I started riding for recently. And, um, they, uh, their factories in South America and he just got back from a trip and he, uh, they were at a bar or something. And he was like, he says like, you know, super late. Like he said 3am. I don't know if bars stay open later or whatever down there, but, um, uh, road fools was playing at the bar and oh, it was, cool. it was the rock and roll road fools yeah. which is I think what you're talking about probably yep. where, um, uh, Fender was the main, sponsor for that and that that time i was sponsored by them and as well as other amazing riders as well and they had like three three bands that toured and then um any athletes that they were supporting had the opportunity to to play if they wanted to as well and um but we were you know mainly brought on as as riders but um so i was kind of like can't say like I, I was like totally gun ho about playing in front of people at every stop, you know, on top of riding. Cause it was, yeah, yeah. I don't have any experience at playing out or playing live. And, um, so I through through BMX really and Fender in those opportunities, I was just like, had these chances to like play at weird events, which were usually skate parks or, um, maybe like a, uh, art opening, like an art show or, or photo yeah. show or something, you know, but, um, but it's all, it was all through like BMX family and everything. And, but, um, yeah, rock and roll world fools was really like the first, like one where every stop got to play. Um, Bruce Christman, since a lot of my stuff was like, just <laughs> really simple, like two track instrumental stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't like super savvy with a looper at that time to, to be playing live and everything. Even though I, I think I did do a couple songs and I'm sure they were like out, out of time or something horrible. <laughs> but, uh, but I had, uh, I asked Bruce Chrisman if he wanted to, to play, um, some of my songs. And, uh, so he, like, the first couple nights we would just practice in the hotel room and oh, he cool. learned just, just kind of like, you know, the, the chords and stuff. And then I would play over top of that, of my songs. And, and he played some stuff of his own as, as well. So, but yeah, that was a, that was like, looking back at that, that was like, 
like so much has changed. It was just like such a crazy opportunity to do it. I'm really glad that I did it, but yeah, yeah totally. I was I was so nervous every single <laughs> stop. Yeah, but you don't seem to be nervous about riding though. No, uh, I don't know why. I I mean, I don't know. I like. I feel like, especially with acoustic stuff, like it, you're when you're playing like an acoustic set and like no effects pedals and stuff, like yeah, people are gonna hear your mistakes. Everything. You know, like everything. You know, <laughs> yeah. so and that happened to be like what I what I played, uh, you know, up until five years ago, mostly it was just all acoustic and stuff. So. Um, and then having, you know, not having as much confidence in my playing as well and, and experience and all that. But, um, for some, I mean, I've been playing guitar as much as I've been riding, uh, BMX really riding bikes. So, um, I don't know why I feel like I've done, I mean, I've done for BMX and riding and stuff. I've done like so many weird shows and demos and all sorts of stuff that yeah i've been nervous at but like i guess it's just with music like if you play different venues and, and stuff you i would imagine get comfortable and confident at playing and playing in front of people i guess you know yeah. so that's like it's how i was with with bmx you know and um i don't know yeah it's a good question yeah i was i was in a band uh for a while and we we were lucky we got to tour in europe a lot oh and cool. a lot of the things that we would play in the summer were a lot of festivals and a bunch of them were like extreme sports and music cool and i would always go and be like oh man i wish i could just like like had my bmx and could ride you know yeah. and and play the show as well but then when i would get there and i would see the the ability and the skill level of the BMX dudes, I'd be like, nah, I'm, I'm okay. You, yeah. <laughs> you guys are like, you guys are like backflipping off flat ground. Like I, I can't do that. Yeah. But that's, I'm sure, I'm sure every rider there would be stoked to see somebody from a band that's yeah, from, playing at the festival to, to yeah. have to know another rider, you know, and, and like, oh, you're, yeah, that's awesome. You know, like you're playing, festival like come ride with us yeah you know well the next time i have the opportunity to do so i will not take any clothes i'll just pack my bmx yeah that's awesome yeah that's cool that's funny that you mentioned that because i was on this weird road trip uh with a group of guys and we were in boise idaho and this was like 2001 maybe or something you know and boise had like this I think it's actually where the new Boise, they have a new skate park there, like a legit one, but I think it's where the old, same location. Uh, it's like under this bridge. And um, I was there by myself. It was in the morning. It was freezing. I heard there was a skate park. So I sniffed it out and, and found the skate park and was riding. And uh, there were a couple other guys skating there. And I saw one, one dude riding. He had like a jacket on like a thick winter jacket. He had this big black beard. And, um, we finally like after riding past each other or whatever, we finally like 
stopped and said, what's up, you know, and start chatting and everything and realized that he was from out of town too. He's from Sacramento, California. And, um, I think Sacramento. Yeah. And, uh, and we started chatting and stuff and he was like, he's like, he's like, well, if you're, since you're staying the night, you know, he's like, my band's playing tonight. Like I can put you on, on the guest list, you know? Yeah. If, if you and your friends want to come check it out, I'm like, I'm like, sure. Cool, man. He's like, what's, what's the name of your band? And he's like, uh, the Deftones. <laughs> and I, I was like, did like a legit double take. It was like, it was like the time I think like, is it adrenaline that okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Deftones yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah. I, I was, I was like, it was like, they were, I think touring to back that record. But, um, so yeah, Stefan, the guitar player. Oh, no way. Just random. <laughs> yeah. Just random. Like was there on his BMX bike and, and he put me on the guest list and I went and saw them <laughs> that night and it was, it was rad. And then, um, after the show, like went back to the bus and, and thanked them and stuff. And, um, super cool guy. And, um, yeah, he, uh, and I ran into him a couple times through the next couple years after that, like one, one time at Chango world in Ohio, when Chango was still going on, if, uh, if you're familiar or remember Chango at all, but, um, I, I don't, what was Chango? Chango was, um, like skate park, uh, outside of Cleveland, oh, okay. Ohio. Um, it had a really good long run, like, um, a lot of props footage from there um fbm contests and you know like early 2000s type stuff and um but yeah so ran into stuff and a couple times since then and kind of kept in touch and uh but yeah anyway so yeah so there's other guys there are people that you know like play take their bmx bike on tour and stuff it's it's pretty cool to run into people like that yeah that's cool i mean from my experience of, of touring um, especially the U.S., it would it would help tremendously to bring a BMX with you just to like zone out and get away from stuff. I mean, when when I was a kid, that was like my primary reason for having a bike was just to get the hell away from like my house and stuff, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, that's that's cool. How long did you ride BMX for? Or like, when did you? I mean, when did you? You're like, were you playing? Were you riding BMX before you got drums, like that drum set? I started riding my bike probably when I was like five, and okay. then I got it. I got into drums when I was like twelve. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I just loved the fact that I could get out of my house and just ride in the woods, and just like literally like be alone i guess i was an introvert when i was a kid so i liked just exploring on my own in the woods and stuff yeah um you said you were from the east coast yeah virginia northern virginia oh, okay yep grew up so there i'm sure i'm sure you can relate to the same sort of stuff yeah and i i mean i feel like i never i just i mean same thing like you know i, I had like a I don't know, just some, some team Murray, some, some, some crappy BMX, you know, with mags and everything. And I grew up like out in the country, like no sidewalks, like, yeah, you know, like 
we had to drive into the city to like go trick or treating and stuff, you know, like, so yeah, I was just like, I would just like do, you know, do skids and of course, you know, all that stuff. I'd like yeah. to ride my bike down like streams, like through streams and stuff. <laughs> and then, and then like, I would like ride in circles, listening to the radio with my sister in the garage, just in circles two-car garage we would just like do yeah. laps like i don't yeah, even I can, know what we were thinking we were I like can re- i can relate to that where you open <laughs> like my garage growing up was like two doors and then it had like a center post yeah separating the two doors and i would just ride around that around that and i think in my head i was thinking like this is some crazy cool race you know <laughs> this is the track i'm just gonna do this for an hour yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean yeah. that's that with like you know like throw some boredom in there and uh, yeah totally and next thing you know you're doing like 500 circles you know yeah yeah my so. first bike was um it was also a hand-me-down gift from i think one of my old cousins um it was a kuwahara oh no way yeah it oh, was it gosh. was chrome with That's blue awesome. and gold chrome hardware Oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome! And I had it up until I think like ten years ago. I I still had it, dude. Yeah, Kuharas are pretty pretty sweet. It was like, sweet because I was I was a little well. I'm still a little person, but when I was a kid, I was tiny, mm-hmm. and like when I because eventually you're riding around, you know, in the woods and stuff. You eventually find other kids that are doing the same thing. Yeah. And then those kids know where like the really serious jumps are and stuff. Yeah. And then you go there and then, you know, you try and and go off the jump. And my experience was I was always like, all right, this is the first time I'm I'm hitting this jump. I have to pedal as hard as I can, as fast (laughs) as I can, you know? And (laughs) I would always launch off and like overshoot the landing by like, 20 feet because (laughs) because my bike was so was so light the kuahara was so light you know yeah yeah um and then all of my friends were always jealous they're like how come you can go like 50 feet of air and (laughs) and, you know like i'm a better biker than you and i i can only get like two feet of air and i'm like it's the kuahara yeah kuahara light bike yeah and and being nervous and just overcompensating and just freaking yeah. pedaling. That's I mean that's a pretty typical reaction, I think, to anybody. I mean, it, it would be so much safer though to just undershoot and like, you know, bail. Ah, kinda. But you're then you're things can get pretty messy when if you're gonna like. I mean, if you jump, if you totally jump off your bike, yeah, and then yeah. And then tuck and roll and hope you're not gonna. Yeah. See here, that's that's the other half of it is that I'm really bad at bailing. I I just sort of like will be in the air and realize like something's wrong and I'll just freeze and kind of (laughs) like you know go down with the ship. Yeah, and just eat complete shit. Yeah. There's an art to falling. That's for sure. Yeah. Experience of of knowing. Sometimes going down with the ship, just staying on like that is actually better. And then, and then sometimes 
you can get out of a total death trap and just jumping over the bars and like run out of it somehow. And yeah. you're like, you're like amazed that it even, that you're still standing, you know? Yeah. I think the last time that happened to me was, um, uh, so I, I lived in, uh, in New York city for a long time, um, mm -hmm. up until recently, but I used to ride street, but it was like my version of street. And I, I think it's why I like your style of riding so much is because it's more Thank like you. simple but really intricate tricks. Yeah. You know? Or like uh, like a pedal grind or like just like a, a silly manual into like something else. You know? And I was trying to go from like there was like a ledge and then a gap and then the other half of the ledge. And I was trying to do like manual to nose manual. And mm -hmm. I misjudged my transition to nose manual and I just like ate. My, oh, yeah. my forks into the ledge and uh yeah i it was just like face into concrete yeah yeah that's that's not the, the timing thing like that you know when if you're like doing like manual to nosy something encasing front wheel casing front wheel you have like almost <laughs> no time to react you know? yeah so yeah if you're if you're going at least mediocre speed, you're you're probably gonna fall on your chest. Yeah, you know? it, it it was it's the thing where like there's that fine line of speed where like you can either, you know, kind of throw the bike away and like yeah. catch yourself with your hands, or if you're going too fast, it's just like ankles on your on your head, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Not and good. Uh, the funny part for me about riding in. Uh, in New York was that since I'm I'm pretty introverted with my riding like I would hate when if, if other people saw or like yeah like cars driving by see you eat shit you know I'm just like you know so embarrassed <laughs> I imagine like that happening in New York City people just like honk the horn and try to maybe draw attention to the person <laughs> on the ground like who just fell on a bike yeah unfortunately you know? <laughs> No, if anything, they would just yell like, you should have timed your transition better, bro. <laughs> you know? Because like one time I was riding, um, in, in Williamsburg, there's this main street uh, in Brooklyn called Bedford Avenue, and it goes pretty much the whole length of Brooklyn. And mm -hmm. um, after the Williamsburg Bridge, there's um, there's like a huge hill on Bedford Avenue that goes down maybe like 15 blocks of of pretty heavy downhill and I would always try like when I was working in the city I would ride my BMX over the bridge and then come back and then when I was going down Bedford I would try and manual down the whole like 15 blocks yeah and one time I was trying to do it and like I I blew a stop sign and there was some guy coming and he almost t-boned me but he just nicked my back tire like while I was mid manual no Oh my god! It was stupid. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have been doing it because I. I also don't ride with brakes. That's what I was gonna ask you if you're brakeless or not. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's a long yeah. manual and yeah. downhill. Yeah. So I was flying. Oh, dude hit my wheel and bike went flying. I and like like luckily I I went through a phase where I only wore overalls. So yeah. luckily the thick denim of the overalls like saved my road rash from like my back and my butt, but I slid for like probably two blocks. And nobody said anything. 
Nobody <laughs> gave two shits about me. The dude who like <laughs> clipped me just kept going. You know? It oh was, my gosh. It, it was hit and run, basically. Like yeah. Legit hit and run. Hit and run and like no witnesses. No one gave a shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I was okay. Yeah. That's that's good. That's sketchy. Did you go but have you gone back to to try to conquer the manual? You know what? Uh I tried it for I think probably I spent a good four years trying to do it, like every day yeah. on my way home from work. Yeah. I could I could never do it entirely. But yeah. um it was I mean the the streets go from like south numbered streets and then they hit um like a main street and then the streets go north but it's numbered so i would start at south fifth and then i would go try and go all the way to um north 14th so it's about 20 blocks and i could usually only make it like maybe 10 it's far still far but i think out of my entire career of bmx my one main thing that i can do is manual yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. That's if you're if that was your like daily on the way home from work. Yeah. session to do that, but yeah, manuals are are incredibly fun, you know. Yeah. It's like it's a wheelie. But yep. It's it's like the the cool version, you know, not Yeah. Like, yeah, I was going to say, that That leads me into my next question. So, I'm sure you keep up with current, you know, BMX trends. Yeah. How do you feel about the kids, I don't know if you've seen them or not, that, like, ride in almost, like, gangs on, like, the big 26-inch BMXs? The wheelie, the wheelie bikes? Yeah, and yeah. they have a super, super low gear or high gear ratio, and yeah. they just crank out the wheelies, like, through yeah. traffic. You yeah. know, like how, how do you how do you feel about that? Because I feel like they're making the wheelie look so easy when a manual is so much harder. I well, first of all, they're they're two different bikes. You know, like so you have. Did you say what what's what size is it? Twenty six. Did you I, say that? Or I think there's it? there's two. There's like a twenty six inch, and then there's like the twenty four inch. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And they both um, will put, like, the fatty tires on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they'll, like, sometimes stand on the seat and, yeah. like, do, like, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I mean, so they're two different bikes. Like, so, like, even though they're, like, essentially street riding, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's not like mountain yeah. biking where they're, like, on a freaking mountain or something or off-road. But I don't know. It's whatever. You know, like there, yeah. I'm not into it because to me, it's kind of like, they're like dance, like they're like dance, like doing a little footwork on the seat and stuff. And then doing like yeah. the, the little swerving thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The they're giving it some, some stuff. flavor, you like, know, and it's like a mix of like, like showy and daredevil, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's like a, if there's a form of riding that uh was spawned from instagram or tiktok i think <laughs> yeah you know because like how it's, it's not that exciting like the run-up and like the exciting part is like that you're 
you're missing that cab or something. Yeah. Like, and I mean, it's you could definitely get worked from it, you know. And I'm, I'm sure there's there's skill, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm not into riding like a a 26 inch bike right now. You know, like maybe I'll get there at some point in my life, but like. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I I agree. It's like you know, it's its own thing. I'm sure it's yeah, it's more I mean, of like a, a trend than than yeah, anything. And, and BMX has I, had its like, trends, you know. Oh, absolutely. There, there's been, yeah. Still, they get. I feel like every year the the trends are getting more cycled through faster, which which can be good, I guess. But uh, you know, spark uh, interest into younger generation getting into it and stuff but i try as much as i mean i definitely will say stuff but like i really do try to like keep an open mind of any type of riding like those kids doing wheelies on fat bikes yeah they're at the end of the day they're out riding their bike yeah they're they're having having a good time you know like they're probably feeling the same you know we all get that feeling of like getting stoked that you're doing a manual and who doesn't love like just cruising through a city with a group of friends totally yeah yeah, yeah. you know like feeling like you take over the street and you're just like cruising you know so yeah can't hate them for that i mean that's that's definitely one of the most easiest free feeling that you could have on a bike yeah definitely yeah and and i can't i can't hate on them too much because i myself have done the same exact thing. Like my, my friend and I, we used to go over the Brooklyn Bridge during the most busiest like tourist time, like around sunset. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this this like walkway and bike path are on the same the same path. And it's like completely packed, full of people, and we would fly over the bridge. And again, I would try and manual the whole thing. You know, within <laughs> like maybe like a foot and a half clearance on both sides of people and stuff so like yeah i could have totally like hurt myself and tons and tons of other people you know but yeah having like a crazy good time with my friends on our bikes yeah yeah it's weird like thinking back trying to think of if i ever had any close calls or anything like that like you know like when you're out riding street like when you're cruising through people you're not even or i'm not like you don't even think about anything that's going around you you know like you have like your peripherals like yeah, totally. Hundred percent and yeah. stuff, and but I don't know. You're just like I hate to say in the zone, but just kind of focused, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focused, like until somebody beeps at you, and then you're like, "Oh, there's there's cars here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah New York City is probably it's like a different planet. Yeah. So, so that. you're out in Arizona now, right? Yeah, out in um. And technically Scottsdale, um, you know, Phoenix area, um, recently moved out of the city, actually, uh, like I'm out in the desert, um, and, uh, kind of a big change. Um, 
but uh we bought a house about a year ago my wife and i jennifer and uh definitely feel fortunate to be out here um and uh there's like <laughs> there's like horse ranches and stuff like next to us so we'll like our, you know, our mailbox is like a mile away down oh. the dirt road. <laughs> like okay. we don't even, it's like, you know, like I was leaving the house yesterday and we're like driving almost to like the end of the, the dirt road. And there's just like a hawk on the ground eating. Oh, I a saw rabbit. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like just a hawk and like we scared him and he like, the rabbit was so big, the hawk couldn't even, he, it would fly 10 feet and then drop the rabbit and then he would stop. And he had like move it incrementally across the road. Yeah. And he would, he would look so back like, at you like, don't touch my rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, this is my, this is my breakfast, lunch and dinner. But, um, yeah, I mean, we hear stuff like hear coyotes often, like in the middle of the night, um, which is super cool. And, um, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, it's different, you know, like it's, um, you know, a little bit further away from skate park, stuff like that, but it's, it's awesome. Like big backyard. We made a pump track. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I saw your video um, on the, the process of that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was quite, it was crazy. Like we moved, we moved in the end of January we had February and then COVID hit. Okay. And it and luckily we got the pump track done. I hired my friend to come down. He stayed with us for a week and and helped uh, really build the pump track and everything. And that was like right before COVID got super bad in March. And then yeah. uh, and then it's been a weird year to like move out of the city. It, it really good year actually to be out of the city i think you know and um totally kind, kind of feel a little bit isolated from some some you know like there were some riots and stuff you know i mean i feel like every big town had riots this year but yeah so uh but yeah we got pump track and um i bought a satellite dish like a seven foot satellite dish off craigslist oh. and put that in there and um <laughs> It's pretty fun. Uh, I got more ideas and stuff. Um, I didn't just, realize that was a satellite dish in the track. Yeah, I, I thought you, I thought that was like um like a huge like water feature bird bath or something. I wish. I, I but yeah, a satellite dish. That's so smart. Yeah, it's cool because it's out here. It's like it's weird. Like the mentality, like out here, is like the sun in the summer literally kills everything. Like wood. Like you just want to make stuff out of like natural components, like dirt or rock, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so wooden ramps, like I would love to have them, but it's just, it would just an fall expensive apart. investment that the sun's going to destroy in two yeah. summers, you know? So, yeah. so the satellite dish is, um, fiberglass and it's in pretty good shape and I put a bunch of paint on it. So, but yeah, satellite dish is like natural transition, you know? And yeah, that's um, cool. 50 bucks off Craigslist and, and I borrowed my buddy's trailer and we, we got it in the backyard. So I'm always scouring Craigslist for, for stuff like that, that yeah. you can kind of turn into an obstacle to ride. Yeah. That's great, man. So you're enjoying 
the 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 new location yeah yeah we are it, it's a big i mean we it's like i have like my own i don't know jennifer calls it my office but it's basically music room you know yeah to, yeah, yeah. So, I, so i can hoard more gear and everything and uh have my own space for that and um we have uh we got solar panels that were on the house already, which we're we're really excited to have, and um, that's been really interesting and, and fun learning about. Yeah, totally. And, uh, um, but it's been it's been cool, you know. We like that was like a, a big bonus. Um, we are pretty. We really, my wife and I, try to reduce our carbon footprint. Or we enjoy finding ways to like try to be as environmentally conscious as we can. Yeah, totally. And, and which is always like a, you always find, you know, new ways and things to, to kind of improve upon. But, um, you know, we enjoy being outside and, and try to take care of the environment as much as we can. So having, having solar was, was cool. Yeah, totally. It's and do very, you see like, uh, that, the system supplies you with enough juice for your your daytime stuff. D does it have a battery or no? No, there's no okay. energy storage with it. Just um, do you have net metering? We have um, what's net metering again? <laughs> net metering is when excess energy that you produce goes to the grid and they pay you for it. Yes, we do have that available, but I don't. Our system is only five kilowatts. Okay. So that's probably um, good for for two of you guys. I I think so, but like, you know, we have um, I don't know. We have we have things. I was kind of told. I was kind of on the impression that like the system will kind of just obviously it's not going to run the air conditioner, which yeah. is is pretty much on nonstop for like six months in the summer, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is and, the desert. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, fridge, we have, we have two refrigerators. We have one in the garage that the guy left and a uh, previous owner in the house left. Um, um, hot tub. Okay. And so there's some things that like are just like constantly taking power, you know, but we do, I think, um, SRP, the, the electric company out here, I think I did remember reading, like we'll get, maybe it's at the end of the year or something where if we have credit, right. that's, yeah, yeah. that's when we, we use them or something, yeah. but I'm not really expecting to have any, I don't, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out soon. Um, I mean, our electric bill, man, like at the worst part of summer, it's like $300. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like, and we're, we're like pretty, like we don't, we, we bought all LED lights. Yeah. Um, so we do, we do not own a television, um, which is apparently. That's pretty a, cool. Yeah. I've, I've gone like, I'm going on probably 16 or 17 years without owning a TV. Like, wow. I sold. Awesome. When I let when I left LA, I sold my TV and and didn't 
ever buy one. And then, um, yeah, it's, I can't believe, like once you get used to not having a TV, it blows my mind that people find time still to like watch TV, you know, like it's insane. Like, yeah. How do you, I mean, I get plenty of screen time between my phone and a computer, you know, which the computer is basically a television now, you know? Right. So I just, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, my, my friend's mom will like ask if I've watched certain shows and stuff. And I'm just like, maybe if I could find the time to to dedicate to watching a show, I just can't, I just can't like sit down and do it, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, we have, we, you know, we have like, um, Amazon movie account, you know? Yeah. So like, we'll, we'll get maybe wrapped up into some documentary series, but literally it's like 20 minutes at a time, you know, like, yeah. But sadly you're, you're enough, not... I, sadly enough, I spend way more time on Instagram than I ever watch a movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and I feel guilty. I would feel guilty too. Like I, I feel guilty just like not making time enough for music. So like I couldn't watch, there's no way I could watch a TV show and watch all the commercials that you have to go through, you know, to, to not thinking like, I should be, I just bought a keyboard that I, (laughs) that is way over my head that I should probably be like just diving into and having fun instead of watching the 500th auto commercial auto insurance commercial or something, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I know that's why I'm used to, you know? So it, it's kind of relative, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, so no TV. Um, and, um, are you into reading at all? I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah, me too. To get into reading. I'm, I'm actually like, my wife makes fun of me cause I have like four books going at once and, and and I'm like not fast at any of them. Yeah. But, um, I'm reading this one. It's called the garden and what's the guy's name? My wife's gonna, can I, can I walk? Yeah, absolutely. Talk? Yeah. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got, I got to tell you the, the name of this book because, um, John, John Gordon, John Goodman, it's a cool book. It's basically John Gordon. It's uh, it's called The Garden, and know, almost like a kid's book. It's weird, but it's um, that's what it looks like. Oh, okay. It's a. It says it's a spiritual fable about ways to overcome fear, anxiety, and stress. All right, sign me up. So yeah, <laughs> that's like inspi- all all wife inspired. You know, my my wife Jennifer's. Um, all about that here. Uh, we also, we have mannequins in our house too. If that's, oh. is that, is that weird? Like a full size mannequin by the door? No, that's great, man. Okay. My, <laughs> my girlfriend is a, uh, a fashion designer. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's so not too we, weird. We share, we share, um, studio space together. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I try to read 
at least have one book going the, like the last, I'd say two years, you know? Um, but it's, it's, I admit it's like hard for me to get into them. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of the same where, uh, like I'll, I'll find some book that someone recommends and it's like the perfect thing that I should be reading and I'll start it and then I'll just, you know, my brain thinks about like 500 things at the same time, you know, and then, yeah, like I still have like four books on them in the middle of reading, but I'm trying to get better at it. Um, You're making me feel better about it. Good. I thought, good. I, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, thought yeah. I was like the only one that my, my wife will read books like, she like it's nothing. a lot of books yeah like a lot they're all like kind of work they're either work related or what does she do she um she works for a design agency out of boston like a lot of packaging design um stuff oh, that's and, uh, cool i'm really bad at describing what she does she wears <laughs> many hats and uh yeah she, she's just super motivated person and so she's always reading so, like enlightenment type self-improvement books and stuff, which is awesome okay. because that's something she shares with me. And I feel like it's like, she'll tell me about it. I'm like, wow, I'm like, I could really, I could see how I could benefit from that. And then I just can't bring myself to read it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's like, you just get her to explain more of it to you. And it's like, you read the thing already. Yeah. 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 I won't tell don't let her know that that's that's kind of what happens yeah but um but yeah i've been trying you know like i don't know i think like being far away from a normal person that has a regular job or or life or has led a, a normal whatever you want to call what i've done you know like You've had a pretty finding, interesting life, man. Well, uh, thanks. It's been, it's kind of, it's, it's, there's been a lot of ups and downs for sure, but I think that's anybody's life, you oh, know, of course, like that, yeah. that's what makes you grow and, and learn. And ultimately I think, uh, hopefully make better decisions so you can continue. Like I've definitely been like passion driven over anything for, for, for better, for worse, you know, like, yeah, through I mean, my that, life that's a stuff, pretty, so. that's a pretty incredible thing, you know, that you've, you've, you've stuck with it. Yeah. I, I've, I've, um, I've tried like nor a couple normal jobs and they just don't work out <laughs> like like not not that like I have some ego and I like can't work for other people or at least I don't let me know if I'm oblivious to it. But uh, my wife has accepted me like like she's 2015 was like the last time I I had like a a normal job if you say and that, that was ironically is working at a skate park. Oh really? And uh, yeah, it was it was a strange year. Like um, we we moved up to Denver. Um, I was in a, a rut, I would say like with, with sponsors and stuff. And, um, and I felt like I had this opportunity that this, this, up this new skate park, basically, you know, 
they had a bunch of money backing it. They wanted to be like a mini Woodward and have oh, okay. like pros and stuff. And they wanted somebody head up the BMX program. Right. So at the time, it seemed like it was a great opportunity. We moved up there. And I ended up quitting six months after. And uh, it was like slowly got to the point where I was working in a pro shop at a skate park selling Snickers and Red Bulls to scooter kids. Oh, no. And, and, and during that time, though, luckily, lo and behold, the small percentage chance that, like, um, things got back on track. It was with Eastern bikes. Oh, yeah. I was still riding for Eastern. Yeah. They, they went through a really bad spell where they <clears throat> basically – almost went out of business all of their funds got frozen so they stopped paying me and they were just like we don't know what's going to happen if you have any other opportunities go for it you know right so um so i took that job and then the job was getting worse and then uh eastern got saved by a bigger company and reinstated pay which i don't think i've ever told anybody this story oh my god but so, censor um, that if you want. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I, I, I left Eastern. I quit Eastern like two years ago, so I guess yeah. it doesn't matter at this point. But, um, but they 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 got saved. They left everything. Things they just turned the switch back on and stuff. So I was like, sweet. And, um, you know, the skate park. They were just. They say they wanted some an, an active pro and stuff. And I told them I was, I had to take a month off or three weeks off. Cause I was, I was, uh, I was flying to France actually to record my fourth record. And they said, sure, no problem, no problem. And of course, as that time came close, it was a problem and stuff and just stuff like that. So I just ended up quitting and, uh, yeah. So my last real, um, job you want to call that you know and uh but i've done all sorts of stuff and it's it's hard you know like it's definitely like not a normal way to do stuff of everything but um i'm lucky i feel i feel fortunate i've met a lot of really good people through all of the ups and downs and yeah some some incredible people that really at the end of the day like you realize like how so many things are businesses or brands or bands or musicians or whatever. It really comes down to like friends supporting friends. That's how I feel like, yeah, totally. You know, like you might think like some, some brand is like they're huge and they have, you know, they're so successful and they're so popular and stuff. And then you kind of maybe start to learn behind the scenes stuff and it's you realize wow like it's it's the core people that really keep some things afloat you know and, and it matters and like everybody everybody you know you can vote with your dollar you know like yeah supporting kind of supporting the, the, the stuff that you care about and i feel like i've been lucky enough to be the recipient of that you know like people Supporting me through my writing, brands yeah. supporting me through my writing and, and my music too, you know? So, yeah. Feel fortunate. Yeah. So, I was going to say, you have some, uh, some nutritional stuff that 
that that supports you, right? I do. Um, I think I have... one of one of them you suggested to me. Uh, it was play now, play again, play again. Yeah, play, sorry, know... play play now is from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. play again. Put, well, technically they were play again now. Oh, okay. I think so. You you were you were pretty close, <laughs> pretty close. But Seinfeld yeah. is really great. Yeah. That. Uh, the, but that, that, that might was, be reason to to go to Goodwill and get like a used TV one day, or just <laughs> I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah. But. Well, if 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 you can't find it, I have the box box set that I can okay. give to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually when I'm um, when I'm working on on building stuff, I love to have something familiar just playing in the background. So yeah, I've, I've seen, seen that I've seen stories. Seinfeld over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So I'll just let that run, and it's just like a way I judge time, you know, with like how many episodes have gone by. That's cool. I remember, I remember you were doing that, and I thought that was pretty interesting. I think you were putting it on your story or something, but yeah, pre Seinfeld, what were you? You were watching something. It was like older. Yeah, Columbo. Movies. Yeah, it was Columbo. I thought yeah. that was pretty funny when I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. My 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 girlfriend and all, all of her family make fun of me because I'm basically like like an 80-year-old guy with the things that I like, you know? Yeah. Like I'll <laughs> like I'll sit in the back and look at my lawn like growing after like working on it for like a whole yeah, weekend. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> and then and then I'll go and like, you know, drink tea and watch Columbo. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um but what were we, we were talking? Oh yeah, I was talking, uh, we about, talking play about play again, again now. now and yeah. Health, health, uh, health companies. That, health stuff. Um, yeah. So you know what's uh, a bummer about play again now is they are actually a victim of they folded under COVID. Ah oh, shit. Um, but yeah, that 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 stuff, I really enjoyed and got really good benefits from that. You know, like I was taking glucosamine conjoint and MSN and, um, and, and high quality fish oil, which, which I still take, but I switched over to the hyaluronic acid, which is what play again. Um, yeah, it's what it was basically. And yeah, totally. it's, a, it's a great lubricant for your joint health. And, uh, and also is, um, proven to, um, uh, you know, it's good for your hair and your nails, but it's also proven to, um, improve your eyesight. Oh, really? Hyaluronic cool. acid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, was, I was training for, uh, the marathon, New York city marathon. And, um, you know, when you start training for something like that, your body goes through some, some shit. Yeah. And it, it's basically like, why are you doing this? We shouldn't, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was trying lots of stuff. I was trying MSM, you know, glucosamine, all yep. those things, but it was just like, no effect you know like my body couldn't absorb it or something and then mm. i tried other forms of hyaluronic acid you know and uh in like pill form and stuff but yeah. it still wasn't as good as like the liquid yep. play again now stuff which like it's good to hear yeah like after like running let's say like 15 miles or something and then like coming back and recovering and like drinking that stuff like actually felt like physical improvements from it which was that's awesome which was awesome yeah yeah definitely yeah. helped me out in my training for that yeah that's awesome to hear you got you got good results from it 
I loved it too. I still have like, like the last like eight bottles or something that I'm hoarding and yeah. want to, I don't know what I'm going to do actually when I'm, I guess I'm just going to find another brand that makes it in liquid form, you know, so it's and and take it. Cause I, I don't really want to stop taking it cause it's, it's worked so well for me as well. Yeah. You know, I take, um, I also get stuff from, uh, ancient nutrition. Uh, they make, a, a super wide range of all sorts of stuff, but I take their, uh, they do like a really high quality fish oil, um, which is also good for all sorts of stuff, you know, but joint health is one of those things. Yeah. Um, but I, I take that as well, you know, and, um, really just anti-inflammatory diet as much as I can just okay. to read, you know, so, so what are good. some of the, the ancient, uh, Ancient supplements, things that, that you like right now? Um, ancient nutrition stuff, probably. So they're, they're a supporter of mine, and um, they make a wide range of stuff, like I said, but I yeah. find myself, I always kind of just gravitate towards, I'll try some new stuff every once in a while, but I have like definitely my staples, and um, they make a really good, well, first of all, their stuff is it's 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 animal based. A lot of the, their protein powders are animal based. They do make a really nice plant based protein powder, but um okay, um so you do have option with that and um but they they make a an animal based uh, protein powder that is uh, has turmeric in it. Oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> and um for that one, they don't do the plant based one with turmeric yet um but um what's pretty unique about ancient nutrition is a lot of the stuff they do any herbs or anything like that it's all fermented oh. and then they blend it in to their capsules or their protein powders so um if you're not familiar with um fermented stuff it basically is brings out the most highest concentrate and nutritional content of, of whatever that you're fermenting, I right. guess how and why I'm not sure, but I just know fermented stuff is, is more potent and better. So that's, what's pretty cool about they, do, you know, they'll do like fermented turmeric. Um, they'll put black pepper uh -huh. in there. Your black pepper and turmeric work really well together. Um, they make a really good uh, CBD oil that um, mm -hmm. that I'm pretty adamant about. Um, I've tried tried a lot of different CBD oils. Um, I've grown CBD uh, hemp plants myself, and I've made CBD oil at home, um, which was pretty fun. I got it lab tested, and really, <laughs> yeah, I got I got so it lab just because like. I mean, it looks like we it looks like weed, you know, the plant. Yeah. It smell it smells like it. It it looks like it. It's, it's such a close cousin to cannabis, you know, a hemp plant. And yeah. Um. So. So like yeah. So like I I grew like I had like five plants, and actually it's funny is the house that we were renting at. I I grew them there, and some of the seeds they were all potted, no pun intended, but they were. Uh, when we moved, when we were like moving out and cleaning up the yard and stuff, 
the seeds must have dropped into our garden area out of the pot. <laughs> and we had like, there were like, no joke, like 10 little like sapling <laughs> hemp plants just scattered throughout the garden with weeds. That's so funny. And um, I left a couple there just for, <laughs> for just to pay it forward to whoever may want to take up some hemp farming yeah. in the city. But so um, that that sounds like a like quite the um, quite the project, right? You know, it was easy. Really was was yeah, it as simple it was, as like you just get the seeds, plant them, take care of them? Yeah, if if you can if you can grow lettuce, you can. You know, there's little things that you learn about the plant of overwatering or 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 if it's dry and stuff. And I'm sure you can get like super technical and like doing things to get the plant to produce the most yield but I had good success and um, I made CBD oil at home uh, like I said and I got I got I got the flower tested once and then I got the oil tested because um, I was curious you know I was curious of of um, I think there's 11 maybe you know this, but there's, you know, 11 cannabinoids and, um, THC is one of those CBD is one of those. And there's, there's a bunch of CB somethings like there's CBA, there's CBB, I believe. And okay. they all have different nutritional values. And some of these are like cancer fighting properties Oh, really? in this stuff. And, um, so it's really amazing plant and I don't even, I'm not, I don't even use cannabis. Um, but I'm a firm believer in the hemp plant and how useful it is for textiles, for medicinal use, for all sorts of really, yeah, I actually yeah. want, I want to grow some more plants out here and do a hempcrete quarter pipe in the backyard. Oh, cool. Cause I was like pretty obsessed with learning about hempcrete. Uh, for a while and do you know have you heard anything about I, I did not know that hempcrete was a thing <clears throat> dude look it up there's some houses there's a company that makes that will make you a hempcrete house and they are so cool they're really? like they're like bug resistant fire resistant oh man they um actually absorb carbon out of the atmosphere hmm. um super cool it, um like uh it's it's cool i don't want to say too much about it i'm gonna I'm yeah i'm gonna look up, that up yeah so yeah so and basically you just make quick crete and chopped up hemp plants in it oh you know like that's the easy way to do it you can right i think concrete's like lime and i don't know something else sand and maple gravel or in water but anyway i do so how did, how did your uh, oil test out then yeah, so my oil tested out pretty horrible, actually. <laughs> it was um, almost no CBD. Okay. And I had THC in it. Oh. Um, it was over the legal amount that you're allowed to sell CBD oil at, which I think is 0.4% of THC or something. Okay. Like, you're, you're not going to... It, it's like nothing, you know, like you're not yeah. even going to get high or anything off it. But yeah, um, I, I read somewhere once that for like full benefits of the CBD oil, 
it needs to have some THC in it? Yeah. And well, for the full benefits, and that would be considered full spectrum. So they, you're right. They, that THC helps, um, kind of in a synergistic way to, uh, it enhances the THC will almost, I don't know if it's like a vehicle through your system of the CBD. It helps distribute everything, but they definitely work better together. Yeah. And you basically have full spectrum, broad spectrum, and then isolate. Okay. So, um, but I absolutely recommend full spectrum a hundred percent because that THC does help a lot. And ancient nutrition's CBD oil is a hundred percent organic, which is important because the plant, the hemp plant actually absorbs a lot of whatever in the soil, the hemp plant is going to, that's, that's going to be, it's really absorbent plant. Okay. So if you have, um, if you have, uh, chemicals, you know, that are in the, that you're spraying the plant with or on the ground, that plant is going to absorb all of that more so than just normal, a normal crop. So hundred percent right. organic is super important and, um, full spectrum and they have a fermented cinnamon, cinnamon, uh, flavor, which is also cinnamon is anti-inflammatory as well. And it's, it's super good. And, um, I've had by far the best results from the ancient nutrition, uh, that full spectrum one. Um, so I went, I went, it was cool. Like growing those plants though. Like I learned a lot and, um, side note, my, my parents, my family actually planted two summers ago, uh, experiment. They got their farmers, uh, uh, legal license to grow hemp and they planted three acres Whoa! and, uh, I helped. Yeah, it was a lot. Where, where was that? Um, in Virginia, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was a big learning process. I wasn't as much part of it as, as my dad and my brother, uh, just cause I was out here, but I, I flew to Virginia and helped, uh, plant all the, the little plants in the ground by hand one at a time. I think, yeah, I think you posted some pictures of that or some yeah. stories or something, right? I yeah. did. I did. Yeah. So it's cool learning about that plant and, um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when I was, yeah. Yeah. When I was, uh, when I was touring a lot in the, the States, um, playing drums, I get a lot of like tendonitis and inflammation in my wrists and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we were in Denver one day and Denver has, you know, recreational, um, dispensaries. Yep. And I talked to them about like, you know, my, my issues with my tendonitis and stuff. And they were like, Oh, well, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't do, I don't do the weed. Don't <laughs> um, do the weed. It, yeah. it, it like, it freaks out my brain. I just get really scared and it's, it's not a fun experience. Yeah. But I was talking to them and I was like, listen, I don't want to get high, but I want to try something that will help with my inflammation. And they mm-hmm. were like, Oh, well we have these, you know, these like topical patches you just put it on the areas and it's, you know, just a, a good blend of, of CBD with other stuff in it too. Mm-hmm. And I shit you not, it was like, I never had a problem at all. Like I, cause I played a show later that day with the, the patches on and it was like, I could just go forever. It was, that's awesome. And yeah. like, maybe that was just cause I had like, you know, tried it and it was a larger amount 
and it was and like maybe over time I would get used to it or something. But like that day right there, it just like helped completely. It was amazing. Yeah. No, CBD doesn't work like that. You don't build up a tolerance. Like okay. once your body processes it, it's it's like out of your system. And huh. um at least that's that's what I was told by several different people on, on the subject. So um it's not like like drinking or something, you know, where you can like build up a tolerance or or something or but um that's awesome that's awesome that you got such good results from it i mean man i I have the topical stuff too and um it really helps me uh sleep good you know okay it it doesn't help me get to sleep not like nyquil or or, you know something like that but it helps me stay asleep right so you're not waking up with like some weird pains or whatever yeah or just you're just i woke up last night like in just thinking about stuff and I couldn't go back to sleep, you yeah, know? So okay. it's like, it's just, a, you know, everybody goes through that, I guess at some point it's just, you're annoyed that you can't go to sleep. And right. So, but it does help me stay asleep. And then, um, you know, CBD is again, huge anti-inflammatory in itself. Yeah. Um, which, which for me is like important, you know, like I'm, I broke my left elbow uh, like in Oh five, I think. And I think I probably should have gotten surgery on it. I didn't. And so I get this, like, it like wants to lock up and then I have to like straighten it out and I get a good pop. Not, not a good feeling pop, you know? Oh man. And it happens to be my, um, it's my left hand. So it's what I fret with when I play and everything. And, um, so I'm just like, it doesn't bug me. I play sitting down pretty much all the time. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if I would, if it would be better if I was standing up or something, but, um, so I'm just like conscious, you know, and then like BMX injuries beyond that, you know, um, and just riding and stuff. I'm just real conscious on, on anti-inflammatory everything. And, yeah. um, as much as I can. And, uh, so I, um, yeah, I just, you know, CBD, try not to take, really try not to take Tylenol or anything of that stuff. You know, I get migraines and I will take Tylenol for that sometimes, but, um, they just passed actually legal recreational weed in Arizona that's um, funny. I was going to say this past election, the same thing happened for New Jersey, where where I am. Now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know like how long it takes or whatever, like for weed shops to be popping up left and right. I'm I'm sure I'll notice when I'm sure you'll see them you know, yeah. everywhere when it does. But um. But yeah, I I just don't uh, for migraines and stuff. I the C- CBD hasn't helped me really for that. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'll walk into a shop once they open up and see if there's any options. You know, yeah. for for migraine stuff because I heard people do take it for that. But yeah. <clears throat> so would you grow your own CBD again, or would you just go to a dispensary? <laughs> <clears throat> no, I think I would. I I want to try it again. I want to try it again. Um, it's crazy. Like all it is, is infused oil. Like I used coconut oil. 
Yeah. And I, I put it, you put it in a crock pot. You put it, you de- decarbonate, you decarbonate it in the oven first to, it has to hit a t- certain temperature that it releases. I think it actually activates the THC. Okay. I don't know. So, somebody's going to be listening to this and be like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about, idiot. But basically, you decarb it in the oven. I think I burned my first batch, and that's why the first batch came out pretty, like, literally, it was like oregano. Like, if I would put it in, like, a sandwich bag, it'd be, like, the the classic, like, roach Bit weed, fake weed, you know? <laughs> like, the, yeah. the, the crappiest, like, roach weed. Yeah. But, um... But, uh, and then I put it in a crock pot with coconut oil and I just let it simmer for like, I don't know, uh, I think it was all day or something, you know, and you just infuse that coconut oil and then you strain it. And then that, that coconut oil is, is your CBD oil really. Yeah. So at least that's what I did. And then again, I didn't get good results, but I think it was there. It's just, I think I either burned my, my flour when I decarbed it. Or my flower just wasn't good to begin with from, you know, but it was fun. You know, it's like a little, it's kind of like you looking at your lawn, you know, yeah. after working in the yard, it's just like, it's weird. It's like, you know, we had it mixed in with the lettuce, the carrots, the radishes, you know, in our garden and stuff. And we yeah. just looked at it as like another, another, another thing plant. that you can grow to, yeah. to enhance your, your, your life. We actually, um, ate the leaves the leaves oh, yeah. on it look like their cannabis leaves basically look the same yeah we're not and uh yeah the uh, anyway the... we we made we we uh we coated them with coconut oil and put a little nutritional yeast on them oh there you go bake, bake, bake them in the oven no we really did this like if you are you vegetarian currently uh no but i i've been okay. through so much of the earthy crunchy stuff you know i'm, I'm okay, pretty so aware of all chips. of it yeah so, yeah, so yeah. we make kale chips all the time at home, and my buddy told me that you can make hemp chips oh, cool. the same way. So, so we tried that, and yeah. and they were good. You know, they it was like they're like compared to a kale a kale leaf, they're like paper thin. Right. So you you have to eat like a bazillion of them to even be halfway full. But uh, right. So we made hemp chips out of those. So we just looked at it as like growing another food source in our garden. Yeah. So. Yeah, last year when um when I, I moved to this house, uh the lawn was absolutely terrible. Like what well, hadn't been taken care of for probably like twenty years. And uh all the neighbors around me have like the most pristine manicured lawns and stuff. So yeah. this spring when like uh you know there was not much to do because of the thing, I was like, that's it. I'm going to figure out how to make this lawn like absolutely unbelievably like perfect. And I went down like a huge rabbit hole of YouTube and stuff and like, (laughs) you know, just reading articles published by like colleges and stuff on like turf, you know, chemistry and like growth and stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, long story short, my lawn is like perfect right now. Absolutely perfect. It looks like you could play golf on it. It's awesome. In the winter. In the winter? Yeah, right now. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so we're expecting, today we're expecting like almost a foot of snow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and, you guys. And yeah, my lawn is like perfect golf course green right now. Do you think it's going to 
Is this yeah. is this like the best it's ever been then? Yes, this is the best that this lawn has ever been. And that involved a lot of like soil treatment with like, you know, managing the pH and stuff. Yeah. Like all the fertilizers I used this year were all organic and like a lot of it was yeah, like yeah. cool. Was like um seaweed based, you know? Cool. Yeah. Have have you heard of this stuff called that stuff called mycos? No. It's 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 like um it's for your soil and we, we use this on the hemp plants and you can use it for the garden as well. But, um, it basically creates, um, like, like, what's uh, the mushroom, the mu- like mushroom, my, my, mycelium? my, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I use a similar, creates... a similar product in the lawn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. And then it, it yeah, just, pretty, it just creates cool. like organic matter that breaks down and like, goes back into the soil yeah yeah but you you're the granola that you guys do yeah bi- yeah biker. i should talk I'm, I'm horrible at that i should talk <laughs> talk about that so the brand is the biker and baker the biker and baker and is that you and your wife yep wow that's yeah that's very it cute it's yeah real cute uh <laughs> it's Basically, I'm the biker and the baker now. Okay. Uh, okay. She she's super saturated with with her job, you know. And yeah, yeah. But it's her recipes and everything, and she had been making that granola for me like seven years ago, forever okay. ago, and like literally, it's the old story that you hear like, oh, I started making this, and then my family started asking for it. And then like her coworkers were like offering to like pay her to make it and stuff. And, yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, and then we, I don't know, somebody, you know, you, then you hear people say, Oh, you, sh- you could sell this stuff, you know, you should sell this stuff and everything. Yeah. And, and sadly, not sadly, but like, cause I still think about it, but I came to a point where I was like, all right, I have like X amount of free time or whatever, or I decided I wanted like, I thought about like totally diving into YouTube world. Yeah. And trying, trying to do, Hey, 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 I'm YouTuber. Hey, check me out. You know, I'm more exciting than the other million other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I really struggled with trying to be okay with, like committing to that <clears throat> not not because of like goofy personality i was just i was just being goofy but uh but like i don't know there was just something about it where i just had a hard time like committing to it and i knew to do it successful you, you pretty much have to fully commit to it and yeah it has to become like a huge part of your life yeah yeah so i it was i i was kind of to me like i don't know i was like either okay i can I can go the YouTube route. Like there aren't any literal like older BMXer guys doing a full on YouTube channel. And I thought maybe, maybe people think that was interesting or, or maybe there's a reason why there's no older YouTuber BMX guys, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I did think about that, you know, I thought, I thought it'd be fun because I was like, you know, like, going on these empty pool missions with my, with a couple friends and like 
the end of the day, like crazy, like crazy, like funny stuff would happen. I'm just like, man, if we were just filming that, like that would actually legitimately be a pretty interesting day to watch. Like, you know, so, so anyway, I thought about that. And then I thought about starting a granola company and, and I I looked at like what was going to have for the first time, I think ever, I looked at like, what's going to have a longer life to be able to do, you know, and, and, and what I might get sick of doing or like, you know, I, I've, I've had some people describe the YouTube life as like, you're building your own jail cell. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I don't definitely. know, maybe you can, I'm at least for the, from the BMX bike world perspective, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, so, um, so I, and, and there aren't many, you know, there, there's like, it's, it's, you hear of older pros, like launching their own brands and everything and BMX and, and, and mountain biking too, you know, and kind of taking that on as a brand that they can rep and, and, and do things with, but you don't hear, there aren't many people that I've found that it's like a food item. Yeah. And, and just with like being health conscious and trying to really preserve um, my personal health and and the injuries I've overcome and stuff. I thought like doing a health conscious focused, uh, high calorie, easy to travel with type of food would be kind of different and and interesting. So decided to go Baker and Baker. Yeah. And totally. uh, it's all, all organic as well and gluten-free oats too. And we use, uh, we do use honey in ours, but it's, it's local Arizona raw honey and, um, which Arizona honey is, I learned, we went now actually visited our, our honey supplier before we kind of decided to commit to him. Oh, sweet. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. Oh, learned fun, a lot. Fun fact about me is, um. My family has like five generations of beekeepers in it. Oh wow! Yeah. So you, I'm pre- I'm preaching the choir here. You know all about honey, probably. I, I know I know some. Um, I still yeah. I haven't gotten like my beekeeper, uh, like official license or anything, but I plan okay. to in the future. Now that I cool. live in a like house where I could actually have bees. <clears throat> But, um, yeah, my dad has like three hives right now. I think last year he got, I think like maybe 15 gallons of honey. Wow. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. I, I've, I've grown up like super into bees and honey. So I'm a big supporter. Rad. We're, uh, so my, my question, my wife and I always joke about this because, and I think it's true. We're like old school on this way, but like, cause we have, we have a lot of vegans that ask us if, if our granola is vegan friendly right. and our answer is no, we use honey. Right. And dude, I kid you not 99% of the people of these vegans are saying, Oh no, that's okay. I eat honey. <laughs> yeah. So like when you, did you eat honey? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean, it was all honey that I would get from like my parents or, or my uncle or something. Yeah. And, and I, I like knew for sure that it was like 
legit good honey coming from yeah. like happy bees, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because like keeping bees happy is is hard, you know. A, a lot can go yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um. Uh, the stress, you know, moving them around, I guess, is super stressful. Yeah. Obviously, you know, like if you rent the hives out to pollinate and all that stuff, and um, I don't know. You know more than yeah. me. Yeah, there's other things too where like randomly the the queen could just be like, you know what, I don't like it here, let's leave. And then you you have a swarm of like thousands and thousands and thousands of bees <clears throat> that just leave your hive for pretty much no reason. Wow. You know? And then a lot of times what they'll do is they'll go up into a tree and like and like latch onto a limb or something. Yeah. And then you have to like literally try and go up there with your hive underneath it. And like try and shake them back into your hive. I've I've seen videos of that. Yeah, that's that's dude, that's scary. That's, yeah, that's and like, then I mean, you know, you could just lose all your bees for no real reason. Yeah, there's um, I mean, there's beekeepers out here. I've heard that they will, you know, they'll come and rescue your bees. Um, uh, the bees out here yeah. will. You know, especially out where we we live now, kind of on the desert, like in the spring, this past uh, April, I was in the yard working on the track and there were two different times I had headphones in. I did not wear headphones anymore after this, but dude, a whole swarm, I mean, like a tornado just cruised through our backyard. They were like, oh, wow. Looking I guess for a new place yeah, to live or whatever. A new but place to live, yeah. It was for sure like the whole a whole hive, you know. I mean It was probably really loud too, right? Once I turned stopped my music, yeah. I could yeah. hear it and I I got sketched. I'm just like Yeah. I'm like this scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like horror movie stuff. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. So that happened to me twice, but um but yeah, bees are bees are really important. They're re they're really important. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Yep. Really important. And um, I feel like the the degradation of bees in the past like fifty years, I think, <clears throat> is definitely one hundred percent due to like GMO, you know, insecticide stuff. Yeah. Which is sad. It's it's sad, and as far as I know, like nobody really knows exactly. Right. Yeah, I think like, I think it's it's gone so far off from like like the GMO thing. Let's say like soybeans or something. We've had so many iterations of modified soybeans now that like we I don't think we'll ever be able to go back to like the organic soybean, you know? And then yeah. in that in that transition there's been like a loss of like what have we actually done, you know? Like how bad have we messed this thing up? I don't know. That's how I feel. It's um, I I personally try to stay away from soy. Yeah, um, me too. Because it's even organic soy. I I feel like there's there's better options. I think to yeah usually you know, but um, I didn't know 
until I start until we started Biker and Baker and and like started looking at, at honey and stuff. I don't think I ever realized like a bee's lifespan was only like 25 days or, or a month or something. Yeah. Like it, that, that's correct. Isn't it? Like, I think it's something it's like, like that. Yeah. Three or four weeks. Right. Like yeah. super sh- like, like a worker bee or whatever. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, I don't know, but, um, yeah. So biker and baker, um, also learned that uh, the Arizona honey is different and pretty unique because of the lower moisture content in all the flowers. Oh, really? Out here, yeah. The, the it tastes pretty unique, and mm. we've we've tried our recipe for our granola uh, using other honeys, like um, clover honey. You know, pretty typical honey. Um, uh, we were in Cleveland uh, visiting uh, my in-laws, and we made it. Same recipe, same everything, different honey, and it, yeah. it came out. It came out different. It tastes different. Yeah, totally. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that was my choice. I was either going to try to dive into YouTube, or or start a granola company. Yeah, and. Um, I think that's you know, great, man. I, I mean, I, I think that you made a good decision. Thanks. Because I, I don't know. I feel like YouTube, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm also trying to be part of YouTube, but it, it really is just such a, such a strain, you know? Like, you really yeah. have to, like, it becomes a job, you know? Totally. Um, and I don't think at the end of the day it might not be as, like, rewarding as like having a physical like food thing you know yeah i i don't know i mean it's still like i I, you know i'm still i'm still doing i'm still putting out i still have a youtube channel i'm still putting out yeah yeah, totally stuff and i'll throw it on there but it's not like my main it's not a focus it's just a platform right to to do some stuff you're you're doing it more for like for like fun sharing of yeah. like cool stuff yeah, that you do. Yeah, just still be in the mix, but like not try to. Yeah, you're meet, not like trying really... meet their demands of so yeah. it can be monetized and all that stuff, you know. And um, yeah. it's just a world that it's cool, but like I don't know. Like I like you know I like geeking out on camera. You know, it would still involve like cool stuff. Like I like geeking out on cameras and filming and, and a little bit editing yeah. and of course you know, putting music to, to visuals and all that stuff that everything you do on YouTube, but also I love food, I like cooking, yeah. you know, like my, my cooking for me was like growing up struggling, being like a, a, a strut, trying to be pro BMXer and like, you know, living off of like as cheap as food as possible, but like still like, like trying to eat good and, and have tasty meals and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I learned, I learned how to, I guess, be um, creative in the kitchen and stuff. And I could just carry that through. It just became part of me where you, you kind of enjoy cooking, you know, and, and, yeah, yeah. and eating out, just enjoying good food and stuff. And my wife's the same way for, for different reasons. And um, so it was like something we both could, 
also do, you know, with Biker and Baker. Uh, she, she actually has, um, she went to just for fun and, um, she took online classes and got a, um, I'm going to mess this up probably, but, uh, she got her certificate of nutrition certificate of, of something. I forget. Sorry, Jennifer. All right. <laughs> um, but it was like a two, uh, I think it was like a two year course, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Holistic certificate of holistic nutrition. I think. It oh, is. okay. Cool. Cool. And, um, yeah. so she, she really is like a huge inspiration for me and like, people reach out to me on Instagram asking me questions. And I'm just like, like, I just tell them, I'm like, I just kind of, you know, latch on to other people that like you can relate to and to learn about, you know, if you, if you have health problems and you, you know, whether you're on tour and you're playing drums a bunch, or if you're had a bad injury and you don't want to give up riding BMX or whatever, you know, but so, and I'm lucky that that person to me was, was Jennifer, my wife, and she has, yeah. she has passion for that and stuff. So she helped, um, she helps guide me with all that stuff. And <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier, she's, it's her recipes on the biker and baker. We just have two flavors, but, um, yep. we, uh, I've tried them both. They are both really good. Yeah. Thank you. They're, um, yeah. They're good, you know. There's 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 honey in there, a little bit of coconut sugar, but yep. um, but it's you know the lesser of evil, uh, for sweeteners. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of like you know snacks like that, you know granola. Yeah. As as opposed to like the potato chip, let's say. Yeah. You know, I I go more for the granola. Yeah. But again, I'm like an 80 year old man, so. Yeah. <laughs> What did, let's see, yeah, you should be, well, overalls, you said, you already, you already went through that phase. Yeah, overalls, I mean, yeah. I guess what's next for me is like prune juice or something. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely prune juice. and um, Prune juice, he- yeah. hearing aid, maybe, thicker glasses. Yeah, yeah, thicker glasses. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So so that's, um. do you guys have a website well, or is it just Instagram for Biker and Baker? Uh, yeah, the biker and baker.com. Uh, you can, you can order straight from the website. Um, and, um, I spent way too much time on Instagram linking up that oh you my can God. shop on the Instagram process, now too. The process takes it's, forever because you have to link up the Facebook to it. Oh my God. Dude. Okay. I'm so glad to hear you say that because yeah. I was like, I was like, what are you serious? Like, yeah. So yeah, you can you can shop on Instagram. I don't know if that's I guess that's going to be a thing. And uh, but you yeah, can. That's the future uh, for our granola, and then thebikerandbaker.com as well. And um, we're small, you know, we're we're super small. It's a legit small batch thing, and um, but it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. I can I can relate to being small batch, you know, small thing. Yeah, you can. That's me. You can, but you know what? I you're you make a lot of different pedals though, and like. Well, I did. I I took a break from having like a ton of different ones to just having like one, pretty much. Is that the cloudy? The one? Yeah, that's okay. because 
And Cloudy is basically like a computer, and uh, it has a has a bazillion parts inside, and it okay. takes a lot of time to make, and also to just like develop new stuff for. It takes forever, <clears throat> so I have to just focus on one thing. Okay, I have like so many questions for you, pedal questions and stuff, but I don't know if it's it's probably redundant maybe for another time. But so that's so you're not doing. Um, I haven't been to your, I go to your website periodically though, just to, just to see what's going on and, yeah. um, and what's on there. But so the, so this is a real question if you don't mind me asking, yeah. but the, the cloudy, it's a, it's a time. It's, it's a, is it a delay? It's a delay, yeah, right? It's, it's a bunch of stuff. It has, okay. it has basically it time has six, modulation. Or yeah. It has, it has six different modes in it. Okay. Okay. So it's like six different pedals in one. Uh, most of the modes are based around like delay and like taking the delay and chopping it up into like tiny pieces and then okay. like kind of modulating those pieces. And then there's other modes on it too, like crazy weird filters and like reverbs and stuff. Okay. So do, do you have a freeze option too in there somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a thing where you can you can freeze like a little buffer of time, yeah. and it does different stuff for every mode. But yeah, it's got a ton of ton of shit in it. Okay, I'm looking at my board right now. I'm, is it, um, man? I bought a used Memory Boy from this dude off Craigslist and five years ago, and that's a good one, man. It's it's so saturated and like just drippy and and just analog that I can't not use it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I know everybody ha has gone, it's been on everybody's arsenal at some point, you know, yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. and I went through, I also have uh, a red pan, one of those red panda particle ones. Yeah, which, yeah that's a great one. I've had that, my buddy loaned it to me and then moved to, like Malaysia or something. <laughs> and I grew up riding BMX with them and we actually used to make music way, way back, like early, early start music for me, like ambient type stuff. And he was yeah, a keyboardist yeah. and I think he was, I think he was running his keyboard through it or something, but I didn't know what that thing was for a long time. But, um, anyway, I, I just brought, I'm looking at my board, but, um, yeah. Uh, because yeah, Claudia, big... Claudia has some similar stuff to, to Particle. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. It, it, it yeah. would it would probably is yours um is the cloudy then is it um is it digital or analog? Oh yeah, full full digital. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cause that's what the, the particle pedal, the red panda one is too. And then of yeah. course the, the memory boy is is analog. So yep. I have a little bit of mix. But um I'm not getting I'm just, if it's fun, I'll like to play through it, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so then, so the cloudy, though, is, is all, am I saying that right? Time modulation? It's all just based time stuff. There's no, like, um, well, you said there's reverb in there? Yeah, there's reverb. Okay. There's there's different modes. Like, there's, uh, the main, like, default mode is, is uh, whatchamacallit? It's it's granular delay, okay. so it takes the okay. takes the delay signal, 
chops it up however you want and filters <clears throat> it and all these cool things. Yep. And then it has it has like a a basic delay function, but if you hit the freeze pedal, the freeze button, you can mm -hmm. keep looping the delay. Yep. So it's kind of like a looper. And then you can change like the length of time that you get in the loop. So you can make it like super, super long, like like 10 seconds or something like that. Oh, okay. I was going to ask yeah. like milliseconds or, or I don't know, yeah. the, the length on that. Yeah. It, it, That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It, it's one of those things where I forget how much how much different stuff you can do with it until I'm like, I have the batch made and I'm like testing them. And then I realize mm -hmm. that I've been testing one for like an hour or something just because I've been playing with it. So yeah. Th there's a lot of like weird little holes to, to dive into. I love watching all of your, like when you do the test stuff and, and just all of it. Cause uh, like I said, I'm still, I, you know, pretty new to pedals yeah, and yeah. everything. So um, I've kind of caught, I chilled out on, on them. Even, I mean, I still have probably a few I could sell that I don't use, but, um, uh, one, I don't know. I don't ever see myself like going back. Like now I'm like, have to, I feel like at least have five <laughs> lined up and, and then I think they're in the right order. I don't know. Yeah, there but. there is no right or wrong <laughs> when it comes right. to that. There's there's so many people out there that'll be like, "Oh, you have to have this first. You can't have that yeah, after that." Yeah. But I've watched the YouTube videos. <laughs> but it's They're all crazy. it's all whatever sounds coolest, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's cool though that they do sound a little different though. Oh yeah. On on your order of stuff, yeah, you like know, if, which is pretty pretty cool. Like if you take um like the your fuzz and you put it at the end like after all of like the weird delay stuff, you can get yeah. some like really weird sounds. So I have my bender. I have, I'm going into my, I have a strobe tuner and then I shouldn't say I hate to admit this, but I have the crappiest fender drive pedal. That's the most generic, but man, no, I no, freaking love it. That's, that's good, man. Dude, no, I'm, it's like sometimes I'll use it with the bender, and it's like a little bit too much. But depending on like what pickups, it, sound, it sounds actually pretty good. But but sometimes it's just dirty enough, also. But um, it's in there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I like it. That's it has good, it left, man. and I don't turn the knobs. I have one spot, and that's only good for that one spot. <laughs> so anyway, so that, and then the bender, and then I have a. Uh, like a Fender, um, it's like a fake, uh, uh, they call it the pinwheel. It's supposed to be like a fake Leslie. Oh, kind of right, effect. right, yeah, yeah. Um, super subtle. I, I haven't really found the sweet spot on it yet for me. And then that into a memory boy into my looper. Oh, sweet. And which so looper you're do saying you have? Put, I bought that the new so like I was like on the the Boss RC whatever like the two pedal one that they had forever yeah yeah and then I just sold that actually on Craigslist like a month ago and I bought the new one it's the RC 10R that has I basically just switched it out it has more memories but it has um, 
a lot of drum loops and stuff in it. Oh, right. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot different and it's, it's a little, it's kind of finicky with the drum loops. Like if you're going to play with the drum loops, you have to like, I don't know. You can slow do you have, down. Do you, have to, loops. do you have to work with their timing? Is that it? Yeah. 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 So, but it's cool. It's cool. It's got tons of memory. That's what I wanted. And, and it has a, a lot of different uh, drum loops. And, um, and I was, my other pedal was like constantly full. So I was yeah. always like kind of deleting stuff that I didn't want to delete, you know, to make room. So it's just like a perfect, for me, it's a perfect notebook for ideas and everything totally. that I can work with. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, I, can I just say that that bender that I have your the Tomcat bender, yeah. I have this, I have this, I don't want to say crappy because I freaking love it now, but it's an old silver tone. I traded a, an Eastern bikes stem for it. <laughs> But it's it's like a it's a it's like a it's a silver tone that's supposed to basically mock like a three thirty five Gibson. Yeah, yeah. But it has microphone pickups on it, and and it's got like the fake Bigsby on it, which is which oh, cool. I, actually works really nice. And I mean, it stays in tune for like a half hour, and then it's out of <laughs> tune, you know, because it's yeah the tuning pegs and headstock are all wonky. But but it, it's like an original, like it's like um, late sixties. And, um, but the, the microphone pickups on it are like awesome. And for whatever reason, when I plug it in through all those pedals that I just said through that bender, man, it sounds pretty awesome. Oh man. That's, it, it, I want to awesome. hear it, <laughs> but I have like an old, I have like some P90 pickups on a 57 Gibson, they don't, I don't think that it sounds good as that. Oh, I sweet. have like some, uh, I don't know. Anyway, some, some cool stuff, but I've really yeah. been enjoying, enjoying that pedal. It definitely, I stopped searching for the mic. I'm so psyched, man. Germanium fuzz. It, it made its yeah, way so. to you and, and that's how, you know, we kind of met. So no, totally. That's, that's awesome. exactly how we met. I was, yeah. I was like. I bought, I, I bought that. Who? Oh, Maleko, Maleko, Maleko yeah. makes that germanium, the Assmaster, Bassmaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. The pink one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I bought that off Reverb, and it came broke. Oh. And, and I returned it, and I, the dude was cool. He 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 refunded me, but I was just like over trying to search like the whole perfect pedal thing after that, and then yeah gave it a break and then uh somehow i don't know we met through yeah. the through the gram yeah through the world of bmx and music yeah and, and bmx i i think i reached out to you because i was like on like i said earlier in this conversation i was just like so stoked to like find another dude a musician that was a bmxer and then like and then i learned that you were like making pedals by hand and stuff i'm like what who is this guy he's awesome <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's think, a mad scientist. Like, <laughs> when, awesome. No, seriously, I was. I was like really. When I like, saw that you reached out to me, I was literally like, "Oh my god, this is a famous 
BMXer Adam from Odyssey's Electronical talk, talking to me, like me, you know? And I can't even do like a tail whip. <laughs> yeah, but you can, you understand how to make pedals and you understand how to make good ones. Let me show you what I have here. So I have a mini Sonic Youth shirt. Oh, sweet. Tomcat oh. <laughs> patch. <laughs> that's on my that's on my board with like uh well I tried soundproofing my room, which I think I failed pretty bad at it, but <laughs> you tried I have though. um I yeah. I, I put the Tomcat patch next to uh Sonic Youth was like is I, I wanna say probably the most influential band that I've experience in my life yeah so. totally I, I mean i just mentioned uh electronical i think you used one of their songs and yep. your part in that yep i yeah. did sorry they didn't get paid for that <laughs> but uh sorry thurston hey, they might take it down i don't even know if that's is that section on youtube i wonder it's, it is. if it is it's probably it is. i wonder if that song got blocked no it's got credit for it and everything in there Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I was really, honestly, like, that was the pretty big, like, every video part, like, I ever filmed music was a big part of it, obviously, being a musician, yeah. and, and um, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to be the dude that was like, oh, I'm only going to use my music for my video parts and stuff, you know, right. like, that was always, like, an extension and creation of, of like, another way to be i thought you know but like i didn't want to just sometimes like i would be done with the video part and i just didn't have a good song or didn't want to use one of my songs so me using sonic youth was like it was like honestly like it was like the finish line for me i was like yes i finally get to use <laughs> like my favorite band and yeah like, like a video part that like i worked hard for and like well you know I felt like was was worthy, like electronical was worthy, like of me using Sonic Youth, you know. Yeah. So, so it was cool. That was a, that was a pretty big production, that that video. Yeah, it it was. It was. Um, the team was, you know, there were a good hand, handful of dudes on the team scattered all over the country, and really just two, two filmers for it, and uh, a lot of traveling, a lot of trips planned um yeah who who had the part that was like in an old school taj oh right right yeah taj they they that those people live in that school they're friends of his and oh. they bought they're like it's midwest somewhere they bought an old school and they live in it and uh taj basically built ramps and yeah pretty cool idea pretty yeah cool idea. That, that was pretty sick yeah yeah pretty amazing well awesome. thanks so much adam um yeah you know well my pleasure I'll have you on again and uh your instagram is just adam banton right yep adam right. banton b-a-n-t-o-n and um awesome dude thanks so much dude i hope you enjoy the rest yeah. of your day i have to go get ready for a huge snowstorm that's coming Okay. All right. Cover that lawn. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, cool. Awesome. Man. Uh, thanks a lot, Tom. It was yeah. awesome, man.
Thanks Appreciate so much, it. man. Okay. All right. Take care. Be in touch.